0: The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Fleet Feet.
1: Good morning, News Radio 92 3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. My guest, Makaya Rockwell from Fleet Feet. How are you doing this morning, sir?
2: Hi, doing well. Glad to be here.
1: Doing great. And you have a guest with you this morning.
2: Yes, Dr. Grace Hodges. Let her introduce herself.
0: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm uh, Dr. Grace Torres Hodges. I've been a podiatrist here in Pensacola for 23 years, and I'm here to help Makaya with his uh, show this morning, answering any questions regarding medical issues with your foot and ankle.
1: And if you have questions, 437-1620, call or text, and we will get that answered here on the air. Mikhail?
2: I'm the owner of Fleet Feet, and uh, on the show today, I would like to talk about what we do in the store about our shoe fitting process. We have a 3D foot scanner that we can measure your feet. It gives each measurement of each foot the volume of each feet and compares you to the population and kind of gives us data to be able to properly fit you for shoes. Our expert outfitters will greet you as you walk in the door, so there's no appointment necessary. We fit for runners, walkers, comfort all day, and pain relief, which is another reason why I have Dr. Grace here with me today. Um, we're located downtown, 236 West Garden. Um, and we do training programs, weekly events, and we work closely with our medical community in case we need to go um, to that next level.
1: And. Uh so the the ID the fitting process that's very important to me because I have that pair of shoes that I've kind of had for like six years, and uh, they're worn in all kinds of different places, and uh, you know I don't think they actually fit right in the in the first place. So how how important is it to get that shoe? fit to your foot in terms of like, you know, mitigating pain and injury from walking and
2: running. I think it's very important to get information about the shoes to know about how long they're going to last you Uh, looking at the wear patterns on the bottom, as you suggested, to see what type of support could be necessary to help align you a little bit better to get more even wear patterns. Shoes are designed with a neutral midsole or stability, meaning there could be different densities in the midsole of that shoe that the outfitter can identify to better help with your pronation or your supination and just help guide your foot along its natural path. Um, We do insoles in the store as well, and we can help the insoles help immobilize the arch and redistribute pressure. Uh, Dr. Grace here with me today actually creates insoles and molds them to your foot a little bit more accurately than we do in the shop, but for like the running and walking side of it, we can fit for some as well. Would you like to elaborate on some of what you do, Grace? Dr. I think, Grace?
0: I think um, one of the reasons why I really think we're fortunate to have the shoe fitting uh, process that you have over at Fleet Feet, I can send patients down there because when they're looking to figure out whether their shoes are still good for them. Looking at the undersole, uh, the the rubberized sole itself is probably the last thing you want to pay attention to. Um, When uh, patients come into the office, one of the first things I do when they take off their shoes, I actually pull out the sock liner inside there. Sneakers are quite unique in the fact that they actually have three layers. They have a sock liner, they have a midsole, which Makaya was mentioning actually has that ability to give you the shock absorption, and the outer sole is really more a rubberized protection. When you see the rubber on the outside worn down, it's like your tires, they're worn down. A lot of the inside's worn down also. So when you're looking to see whether or not the shoes are old, don't just look at the outside. But with regards to fitting, one of the things I really like about their process is that they actually can figure out the volume uh, inside the shoe. And when it comes to foot conditions, sometimes people are blessed to have good feet and not worry about it, and they can get just an off-the-shelf type of shoe. But if you've unfortunately inherited some issues with uh, genetics and or have had an injury, the foot shape may be different between your right and your left foot. In those instances, um, really having the proper shoe and the support inside can make a difference. Over-the-counter uh, inserts that they have uh, down at the store are good with the majority of the people. But if you're one of those individuals that actually has a medical condition, a medical deformity, or um, having been seen to a podiatrist and found to have some functional issue, you may need something more um more prescribed, and that's the type of orthotic that you see, that are medically uh, prescription versions. So, uh, you know, it, I think it's a it's a nice uh, interaction between um, the community and the medical community when we have uh, places like Fleet Feet in town.
1: And uh, you guys talk a lot about the uh, the ID Foot Scanner and the pressure plate. Um, how does that? you know, because I always think about it, because I used to march a lot in a marching band and drum corps. And one of the things they really stressed to us was the how we actually placed our foot on the ground as we're marching. So it was heel first, and then we rolled through to the toe. So all my shoes, everybody looks at them, they're like, man, what, how do you walk? Because all the toes are bent up almost like a C shape, kind of like an elf shoe coming back toward me. But um, how does that pressure and where we actually strike the foot first? How does that play into things like lower back pain and leg pain?
2: Yeah, so that's really good information. So, the fit ID, once we do the scan, then we take the pressure plate analysis, and that's where we walk across the pad. And what that pad is going to show, it's going to show how the weight on our knee tracks over the foot, how our arch expands, our pressure points, and our arch gaps. And that's going to be able to tell us if there's alignment or misalignment, and then better help the outfitter to pick a shoe to more so align. So as you have like an inside rotation where your knee kind of drops in, that's going to engage your lower back, which actually causes mm-hmm. a lot of lower back pain. So getting some type of pronation control shoe can help push that back in the correct direction to actually alleviate some pain in the knees or lower back. Also dealing with cushion levels or heel to toe drops in shoes could be very important just because not what I like to stress a lot, because I get a lot of people coming into the store, is my best friend wears X, this shoe, and I want this shoe, where I like to stress, hey, that may not be the shoe for you. Let's do the analysis and find the best selection and pick for you. No two feet are the, the same. And what we see from the 3D foot scanner is that feet are actually different on from the same person. So you'll have one person who presses their... Weight on their left foot this way and their weight on their right foot this way. And it's actually completely different. Um, I'm here with Dr. Grace, and we were talking, uh, we discuss all the time about preventative uh, care, insoles, general foot care. Um, We discuss diabetes and arthritis. And um, a couple of things that we do in the shop with diabetics is we make sure that they have a proper sock. Um, and then also one of the things that we do for them is we make sure that we have a wide enough toe box and something soft enough to absorb pressure points. Is there anything else that you go beyond with diabetics, Dr. Grace?
0: I, I think those two are, are key. I'm so happy that you actually educate Um, people about that, because ironically, the diabetics that are admitting it to you, um, those are the one out of three that know that they have diabetes. There are a lot of people that don't know that they have diabetes. And just that way of fitting is good for anyone across the board. But for a diabetic in particular, because of the fact that they have other issues that can hamper their healing capacity or their even their ability to feel things, because of circulation or because of neuropathy, the pressure point fitting and knowing where those pressure points are really key. So I actually use your scan when my patients come down to see you in order to discuss with them things that we're going to use to prevent them from having a pressure point that can become a callus, which can become an ulcer, which then can lead to an infection, and unfortunately, in worst-case scenarios, an amputation. So you are the first step in trying to help us prevent that, which is great. And then the same thing happens with our arthritis patients, um, because they have abnormal pressure points as well because of the bony prominences and because of the bends in their toes. Um, So seeing that pressure mat um, reading is fantastic.
2: Yeah, that's that's really great. And uh, my brother and my father are both diabetics, so we do work closely with them. And talking about callusing, um, a lot of people don't realize that uh, cotton socks are socks that can't manage moisture or retain moisture actually creates more callusing due to friction. So making sure we have the right type of materials in socks. Also, diabetics typically when they sustain injury to the lower foot, they have a slower healing process. So making sure that we're not going to induce infection. There's certain types of wool, smart wool, mohair that don't harvest the growth of bacteria, mold, or fungus, so it's important to get in socks like this. Sometimes it could be as simple as a really good uh, Christmas gift of a pair of socks to help a loved one out really easily. Uh, moving on, I, I, we do have a lot of programs. So we um, th- at the at Fleet Feet, we do running, walking, comfort, injury prevention, but we also like to go above and beyond shoes where we host – free run walks like on Tuesday evening at 6 15 we do a, a free runner walk where then after we hang out afterwards and we have like a little social accountability powwow where we just make friends uh, Friday morning also for the little bit more serious like runners wanting more cardio we do 6 a.m. from Fleet Feet and it's six miles um, we partner weekly with local events and if you follow us on Facebook We like to demo shoes, and what that means is we'll get a a vendor to come in with shoe models and allow people to walk a mile or run three miles in a new shoe so that you don't necessarily have to commit to purchasing it. If you show up to one of these events, you can actually try it. Um, We do this with insoles as well. If you've never ran in an insole and you've had a bad experience in the past, sometimes just kind of getting someone to guide you in the right direction of a good runnable insole and actually testing it without having to put that monetary commitment could make all the difference in the world. Um, Again, there's no appointment necessary. And sure, we do a lot of the medical and injury prevention side at Fleet Feet, but we are a retail store and we do sell apparel and Fashion and other things like that but we just love the puzzle pieces of what the uh, the community and our medical professionals throw at us to be able to piece all of this together
1: yeah if you have questions this morning let us know before we run out of time here it goes by so quickly 437-1620 call or text uh my guests this morning makaya rockwell and dr grace um let Is it pretty much safe to assume that any shoe you get off the rack, you know, any you go to Walmart, you go to a shoe, even a shoe place, the insoles that those things come with from the factory, those are not very supportive, right?
2: So what I like to describe to people, and sometimes I do get this comment on the sales floor, is uh, why can't the shoe that I'm purchasing accommodate my foot already? Why do I need something extra to it? Well, it's because that model of shoe Is designed to, they're designed to sell as many of those as they can to as many people as possible. So they're designed for the average foot shape in that model. And you may be atypical in that aspect. Mm. A lot of times we get people coming into the store, into Fleet Feet, and they want, their favorite color and their favorite size because that's how they always have picked shoes Mm. from the rack. And so whenever we do our fit ID analysis and our pressure plate, sometimes it's not our most ideal color, but you know, I'm willing to, to take a little sore eyes for, uh, to, you know, trade off for less sore feeds. (laughs) Right. Yes.
0: If you go back in time, just a little history on that industrial revolution really changed the way shoe manufacturing changed. Because if you go back, it's just like getting clothes. Every brand is a little different in their sizing. Same thing with shoes. So the fitting's really, really important. When shoes were really made for, uh, the foot individually, what you'll notice is that there weren't as many, um, transient podiatry problems um, as far as the, the overuse syndromes, the tendinitis and all that, just the normal um, deformities and, and genetic things. But um, if you actually go back in time, you'll see that that's the difference. So what you were talking about uh, regarding the average uh, foot is designed for the way that they manufacture that shoe. That's why the, not everything fits the same. So,
1: mm. What about work boots? I see people in work boots, even people that I know aren't construction workers. They don't work on the road crew, but they they like to wear these big, you know, construction style boots. Uh, What is your experience with those? I mean, I know we talk about walking and running a lot and, you know, people sometimes wear these boots for 8, 10, 12 hours a day and they're on their feet the whole time. Uh, What would you recommend for them?
2: So we don't sell boots at Fleet Feet, Mm -hmm. but I do highly recommend replacing the insoles in those boots, which we do have in the store. Those foam insoles are really nice and a good expensive pair of boots, but they do tend to break down over time. And like you said, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day, the, the boot's still good because it's leather, but the insole has just mm-hmm. been wreaked havoc on it. It's been depressed, and it's no longer providing support for your foot.
1: How often would you recommend uh, somebody change these out?
2: With being on your feet, uh, like we described, 10 to 12 hours a day, six months, go ahead and replace uh, the insole. And I will say this, uh, all insoles are doing the same job. The durability comes from how rigid they are. So if you get a purely foam insole, it's actually going to break down quicker than an insole that is harder or getting something that has foam or hardness to it so it could range anywhere from that four-month mark all the way up to you know if you got a carbon fiber insole it could last you 20 years but it's going to be fairly hard and rigid Mm -hmm. but it's still going to do kind of the same job and kind of contour to your foot and mobilize and redistribute pressure okay
1: check out fleetfeet.com uh, my guests this morning makai rockwell and dr grace you can check out their pensacola location at uh, 236 west garden over by everman's um, we had a text question here from a listener does fleet feet offer insoles for kids specifically insoles for sports cleats
2: Uh, We do offer insoles for kids, um, and it's really going to come down to like the sizing. But if it's someone uh, old enough to wear cleats, yes, we will have that sizing. What it comes down to with cleats, however, is going to be the amount of volume available in the cleat Mm. for the insole and your foot. So we may have to modify the insole a little bit or choose a different one that's a little bit lower profile.
0: When it comes to pediatrics, though, I'm going to interject a little bit in here. Keep in mind that children's feet are not mini adult feet. Children's feet are developing still. So yeah. it's really important if you have a high high energy and high active uh, uh, athlete, student athlete, um, you really want to make sure the shoes are part of their equipment. It needs to fit properly. Um, and so... One of the things that I'm always paying attention to is the shape of the shoe, particularly with cleats, um, because different foot shapes that are uh, being put into a shoe that a sh- with a foot that's still developing, you don't want to change anything along the way. Um, so I, I do encourage that if you are worried about uh, good fitting, there's no harm to do a preventative check on a pediatric foot.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. Get your questions in before it's too late. 437 1620. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Fleetfeet. Go by and check them out. Go to fleetfeet.com uh, or you can get them at their Pensacola location. 332 7723. All right. We've talked a little bit about diabetics uh, and, of course, the pediatrics we just mentioned. Um, what are what is the most common problem you see with uh, especially runners that come in? what is what is their main gripe? What is the main thing that they they struggle with?
2: Okay, so there's actually the most common running injury, and uh, it's kind of a gotcha question and a lot of people don't think about it. It's actually blistering. Uh, and blistering causes compensation injuries that could affect your knee or other foot but something we do see as a very large complaint from the the runners or even people on their feet all day is actually it's called plantar fasciitis oh yeah there's a tendon-like structure on the bottom of the foot and it can become inflamed and typically that is what we get the most complaint about it's it's foot pain, typically on the heel, and typically hurts in the morning when you first stand up out of bed. That's where you first notice it. Mm. And then it's one of those things that just once it starts, it can, it can maintain its pain level or increase over a period of time. And we actually deal with a lot of that. I'm sure you do too, Dr. Grace. Four
0: out of five people that come in with heel pain in the podiatrist's office usually have it associated with a plantar fasciitis incident. Um, And like you said, it's the first step in the morning um, after they've gotten up that they have pain. And then at first, it's very insidious because people will say oh when i start walking on it it seems to go away and you're good to go but what you have to remember is that the reason why that ligament actually became irritated was because of mechanics and most people take five seven ten thousand steps a day you're repeating that mistake over and over again and so what can control that is the shoe that you're wearing um, and having that properly fitted stretching massaging also very very important with that keep in mind anytime you use any kind of anti-inflammatory whether it's um uh, topical oral or even injected it's a temporary thing it's not the end-all be-all so really you want to look at it for maintenance um you want to make sure that the the shoes are fitted properly for that
1: And you mentioned stretching. Uh, That's one thing that always comes to mind is I've heard growing up, you know, you need to stretch heavily before you do any exercise. And then as I got older, I started hearing, well, you don't want to just start stretching right off the bat because you might cause injury because you haven't warmed up your muscle, which, which way am I supposed to think about
0: this? Well, it's the degree of stretching, the intensity of stretching. So, you know, just like you, when you wake up, just a very gentle stretch. But one of the things I also emphasize is not just stretching before activities also stretching after activities because your muscles are actually warmed up you can get even more uh, more pull on the and tension that's released as a result of that so um, you know it's the 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 degree and the intensity of your stretch don't go full out and and I like
2: well. to I like to identify to people I'm like Think about if you have a higher pain tolerance, you need to probably go a little bit lighter on your Mm -hmm. stretching because you can overdo the stretch. Think about it. You have little micro repairs happening in those inflamed areas or those damaged tissues. And if you pull a really hard ripping stretch on it, you could actually re-injure it.
0: Going back to the plantar fasciitis um, issue, one of the things that ends up uh, with patients coming to see me, it's been that chronic problem. And like what you said, the small micro tears can actually cause that ligament not to stretch anymore because it scars. And at that point, then we have to deal with other means of treatment. Um, And that can lead anywhere from something regenerative, which includes stem cells, or even to ultrasounds, lasers, and sometimes surgery. But we don't want them to get to that point.
1: Mm. We had a listener want to know, do you have the ability to sell two different size shoes if one foot is different from the other? Do you see that a lot?
2: That's uh, not very common to mm-hmm. actually have to purchase two size of shoes because we normally accommodate both feet as much as possible. But I do have really good vendor relations, especially with our br- vendor Brooks, where we can charge an extra $30 and actually do comp- two completely different size shoes. Wow. Um, I can make this happen with other brands as well if I need to make it happen. So, the the only uh, going beyond this is the answer is yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Thank you. Uh, get your questions in before it's too late. We only have a few moments left. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Talking to Fleet Feet, uh, two locations, Mobile and Pensacola. My guests this morning, Makai Rockwell and Doctor Grace. Thank you guys for being here today. Uh, Go check out Fleet Feet at 236 West Garden over by Everman's. Uh, Somebody like me who's new to walking, jogging, I'm I'm wanting to get into running uh, because I definitely need to add more cardio to my routine. What are some tips for somebody who thinks, you know, I want to do this. I see people running on Three Mile Bridge when I'm coming home. I want to be that person. What is your tip? Like, what are the things I should be thinking about first?
2: Uh, The first thing to think about is is just – showing up. Uh, like our Tuesday evening run or walk, uh, sometimes a little social accountability and to bounce ideas. Yeah, I don't even necessarily say you need to commit to buying a pair of shoes to actually do that, see if you like it or just to get you started. Sure, the shoes are going to help and that's how we stay in business, but really your success is going to be our success. So we offer our Tuesday evening run or walk from Fleet Feet that can help motivate you to get you in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and you make, uh, you know, sometimes lifelong, you know, friendships from just meeting people with the same uh, hobby and the same goals. And like you said, accountability, that sometimes is everything
2: make it a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I love how closely uh, Fleet Feet works with the medical community because you know, running, walking, and just, you know, like you said, sometimes getting out of bed, people have pain and that keeps them from exercising. It keeps them from enjoying running. Uh, And you're right there to, uh, to help us out with that. I want to, before we run out of time, I want to say, if you want to register for the I Pink, I Can Run event, uh, that's coming up this weekend at the Floribama Saturday at 8am. Registration is still open for that. So that's a great way to get involved too and meet some new people. Um, what else can we talk to people about uh, about running, especially uh, in terms of fleet feet? You know, you said you had apparel and things like that. Uh, what, what do you have in the store that you want to highlight?
2: Yeah, so it's a quick rundown on uh, my store is there is no appointment necessary. I know we talk a lot about medical. It is um, it is a retail store. We do running, walking, comfort shoes, and pain relief, so we can mm-hmm. accommodate everyone depending on the activity that you're doing. We do like to use on everyone the 3D foot scanner. It doesn't take very long to take these scans of your feet, and it's data that we can show you and actually email to you so you can take this accumulation of data on your email, mm. the pressure plate analysis that you can get. Um, we give, whenever you come into the store, we do like a quick customer interview to see if you do have any aches, pains, or injuries, what activity you're doing, just so we the outfitter can guide you through that experience seamlessly. Um, I do like to identify, give yourself anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes, um, for the outfitter to properly be able to take enough time with you, but it is a full hands-on experience just like they did back in the old days. We're going to, we're going to make sure that your feet are on and off your foot by actually getting hands-on, which is why we do really well with some of our older population or people that are not as mobile, Mm -hmm. because the outfitters are ready to do it, ready to make things happen, and we're gonna do all the legwork for you in the shop. We carry all the top brands, and our prices are exactly the same as anywhere that you can find them. A lot of people think we're more expensive, and we're not.
1: Fleet Feet, check them out, fleetfeet.com, two locations, Mobile and Pensacola, 850-332-7723, or just go down by Everman's. They're at 236 West Garden Street. His uh, a guest this morning, Dr. Grace, thank you so much for what you do, for helping us out.